0: Hey, what's up? It's MJ. Want to snag a $100 Napa cab for 25 bucks? Wine Spies finds incredible wines at ridiculous prices. We're talking Zinfandel, Barolo, Champagne, you name it. Some of these wines are up to 75% off. It's not a club, so there's no obligation to buy. They even have a build a case option so you can mix and match wines and take advantage of free shipping on every purchase. Make sure you keep an eye out for their daily offer, because once a wine sells out, there's no guarantee it'll be back. Go ahead and check them out. You'll even get a discount by going to winespies.com forward slash black wine guy. Hey, I'm MJ Taller, also known as a black wine guy. I went from being a totally obsessed wine newbie to becoming the world's first ever African-American fine and rare wine auctioneer in less than three years. In this show, I'll be talking to the Mavericks, the philosophers, the players, and the deep thinkers who inhabit the world of wine. They'll share their experiences on how they made it, but more importantly, how they failed and got back up again. So grab a glass and let's get to it. This is the Black Wine Guy Experience. Hey, everybody, what's up? It's MJ, and welcome to the Black Wine Guy Experience. This is our season finale. I think I should mention that. Super excited because my guest today today is a sommelier. Go figure. Uh, and, though, she is Esquire Magazine's Beverage Director of the Year, Madeline Maldonado. Uh, Madeline was born and raised in Hoboken, New Jersey, um, and she was guided by her Parents' passion for entertaining and hospitality, she caught the wine bug while catering for a private wine collector who exposed Maddie to the nuances of tasting wine. Uh, this led to a passion for reading, tasting, and researching wines. Uh, Madeline has an extensive background working as a Psalm in restaurants and also in the retail side of the business. She was manager and sommelier for James Beard Award-winning chef Jonathan Waxman restaurant jams. And then from there, Italy called. And when Italy called, you come. And she went and served as beverage director for the 400-plus bottle wine list. Maddie is currently bringing her journey through beverage, wine, and hospitality as beverage director to the fine Italian restaurant Da Toscano in New York's West Village. I'm so excited to welcome Madeline to the show today. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: No, I'm I'm happy to be here.
0: Oh, my God. And, you know, this is one of the things where, again, if you've been following the show, we connected um, kind of through Instagram. Uh, we, You know, um, Maddie has a good friend, Cattell. Got to shout you out. Yeah, she's Katel. been awesome.
1: Salt of the earth.
0: Yeah. yeah. The and uh, she's like, hey, I, I think I know some people who'd be good for your podcast. And you were one of them. And we got some emails going. And uh, I'm just so glad you're here.
1: Happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me, and I feel honored. The season finale,
0: season finale, right? <laughs> we, we finished with the best, the, the end of the year, and it just worked out like that. Um So, beverage director of the year, tell us what we're drinking
1: tonight. Okay, Um so we I settled we settled on two wines, a, a white um, and a red. And I just got to so-
0: say, she's an overachiever. She brought four bottles. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we settle on a white and a red.
1: I like options. It, it, when you dine with me, I'll also do the same thing. So uh, you know, I think I'm. I think I'm. It, it says a lot about me across the board. Yeah. So uh, we have here the uh, Ganavat from Jura, uh, Le Aliu, or means elsewhere. Uh, this is a wine super fascinating because he started sourcing from a lot of vineyards due to you know climate changes and hail. Um, he and his sister just kind of started working with other producers. Or sourcing from other producers. So this is um, Riesling from Alsace that he has sourced from, I think, Marcel Marcel Dice and a little Savagnin. So we're talking uh, skin contact, a little RS. Um, you know, he's super non-interventionalist and specific with his wines. Um, no sulfur, uh, let the wine do its thing. I mean, he's been known to sometimes age even whites or, you know, is up to like 11 years or, you know, on skin, skin contact, et cetera. So, you know, as natural as you can get
0: nice nice and then you 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 are gracing us with the red as well.
1: Yeah so uh, another one of you know I would say I put this in like probably in my top five wines of wines you have that kind of change your trajectory mm-hmm. uh, and this is uh, the Olga Rao le Picasse, uh 2014 Chinon which is hundred percent Cabernet Franc which is one of my you know favorite red varietals.
0: Very nice, very nice So we're drinking well tonight but <laughs> it's kind of what we do on the show but um, so Jersey. Yeah. Jersey's in the house. Jersey. I'm from Jersey. I'm right? from the Jersey Shore. I love it. And you're from Hoboken. That's right. You know, you guys know who else is from Hoboken? Well, lots of people, lots but of people. the second most famous person besides Madeline would <laughs> be Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I used to work in Hoboken, actually. I, I worked at Sparrow. Back in 99, wow, I was the assistant wine director. I helped yeah. him open the shipyard store. I was going to say, it
1: op- that's when it opened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's no, amazing. he was. He had the Washington Street store. Uh,
1: Washington, oh, Washington Street was first? first yeah, I always thought shipyard was first, street and that was second. First. And
0: then he owned the Brass Rail, I don't know if he still does, yeah. across the street. Uh-huh. And he had the little Cuban place. La Isla. Yeah. yeah La Isla yeah, yeah. was his. And then he was opening, so he's opening the shipyard location and uh, Brass Rail at the same time. So I got to stock that store at Wines. That was a fun thing. And then- I moved to California three months later. But anyway, that's, that's my story in a nutshell. Um, but we're from Jersey. That's right. Jersey's an house. People sleep on Jersey. I agree. Like so many dope people from Jersey. Dope people are from Jersey. Uh, a lot. Yeah, I you know. Um,
1: <laughs> Not just I, ourselves, right? No. I, I
0: mean, you know, like really dope people. <laughs> um, so um, tell me, like your parents used to entertain. So, like, what were you Little Maddie and you were running wines? I mean, how, what was that like? <laughs> right,
1: pretty much. Uh, so mom and dad from the Dominican Republic uh, came, you know, mom by way of Newark and then wound up in Hoboken out of all places. Um, so we did a lot of uh, – my mom has always been the cook. She has eight brothers and sisters. She's always been kind of known as, like, the one who throws down with the food. They all kind of do. They're all phenomenal mm-hmm. on that side of the family. Um, but my mom has always been the one who's kind of just overdoes so Thanksgiving and, you know, all of those big celebrations had a tendency to happen at my mom's, so, at our pa- parents, sorry. So essentially I was always like, behind her, like in her way, kind of, but like intrigued. Mm-hmm. So she's like trying to move and put things in the oven. And I, there I am, like a little kid, like, can I help you? Can I help you? And, you know, at first it was like, you're going to get cut. You're not, you can't, you're going to get burnt. She was always very overprotective. Uh, and then I remember one day, I think uh, we were waiting for guests to come in and I grabbed like, she's putting liquor together. And I remember like, grab, like passing her like rum bottles from the cabinet. Cause I knew where everything was. <laughs> And she was like, "What are you doing? You're a child. Like you're not supposed <laughs> to go anywhere near this." And I was like, "If that didn't like speak to my destiny, I don't. I don't know what." Do. I was like, probably like eight, nine years old, and like, here you go. Like, you know.
0: did it speak to your destiny because it was liquor, or because you like just do your own thing, or a little bit of both? I
1: think a little bit of both. Yeah. You know,
0: independent, right?
1: The whole. I think the whole sense of just. It always felt, you know, and I and the only way I can compare it, because I think working in the business, I've worked with a lot of people who've done theater. Yeah. And they always talk about how, like, the element of service and getting ready for it is a lot like a show. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, the production stage, you know. So, yeah. so there's, I think there was a sense of just me always seeing that like in the mundane of what life was as a kid, you go to school, blah, blah, blah. You're just like, Oh, okay. So now there's, there's something to look forward to. And there's, there's food to prepare. There's a table to set. There's chairs to put out. There's, you know, all these things that came along with hosting that I think I kind of, you know, welcomed.
0: Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's interesting. It's so mm-hmm. funny. You said that. I, um, just watched on Netflix, a thing about, uh, Andre, the, Asian chef, he's a special, he's, he had three stars, and he shut his restaurant and gave them stars back. Oh, wow. Um, I have to figure out what the name is. But you're looking at, at the service, like, you know, the meeting, like, it's like, like you said, it's like entertainment. It's like setting, it's like a set, right? Like, like they're making sure the table's taut, and the knife is, every, everything's in the right place, and the glasses are polished perfectly. I'm like, people don't get, and that and, and I think that is one of the things that people don't, Necessarily see, like, why I like you said, there's so many really highly intelligent and creative people who work in hospitality and wine, like you, like people who could do tons of other things, you yeah. know, like Robert Bohr. He could have went to like an Ivy League law school. I mean, people just, um, Jordan is why I mean, just everybody I know who's who's in a, you know, James Molesworth, the guy's like got like five PhDs. Now, he does not have one, but you know, he's got like he's a smart guy, you know what I mean? Like, right. you're, like you're like, how'd you end up, you know, here? And, and I think because people don't get like it, it just gives you this opportunity to create something and experience for people. So I, I, it's really cool that you got that at an early age. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's very cool. So, I mean, like, what was your, like, first job in the business? Like,
1: Yeah. So I – um I went to uh, school in Jersey City, uh, St. Dominic Academy. Okay. So I remember, you know, we would take the sophomore year on, we would take the bus, a couple of us that lived in, in Hoboken, and we kind of all would, you know, the buddy system, and I would be walking on Washington Street, which is the main street, and we stumbled across this really cute catering storefront called The Secret Ingredient. Okay. And they had a little written, handwritten help wanted sign, and I was all 16 years old, 15 going on 16. And me and my friend, we were just like, well, let's go in there. That place looks kind of (laughs) cool. So we both went in there in our little uniforms and, hi, are you guys hiring? And, you know, spoke to the owners. And it was like, yeah, sure, you know, come back, whatever, next week. And um, I remember just being absolutely frightened and terrified, like, my first week. Because I had, you know, again, it's, it's one thing to do it at home, but like this kind of opened up the door to like, you know, gourmet food and, you know, just the rhythm of service. I remember like my first shift, I had to be there at like 6.30 in the morning because they opened at seven and getting coffee ready and and pastries and this whole rhythm of just like, oh my God. And then they had a a really nice operation of catering that they also did for private events. And um, one of the owners used to be in the fashion business. So during fashion week, that was a major like round the clock, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I kind of you know, as 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 terrified and like as scared as I was, like the owner and I connected, and I, he kind of took me under his wing, and I remember just kind of, you know, just kind of learning and moving along with them, and just you know,
0: super cool. Nice. So yeah. that's I mean, that, again, here you go, <clears throat> just experiences. So you're 16 years old and you're like doing parties for Fashion Week. Yeah, yeah. kind of crazy. I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's, absolutely. That, that's pretty bananas.
1: And and also kind of you know, it it should, it opened up this door of possibility because. He had a, we did a lot of private events, so holiday parties and we would go to people's homes and we put in, you know, anniversary parties and this, and you, you're like in standing in these homes that you're like, I've only seen stuff like this in television. Mm-hmm, what? Mm-hmm, How many mm-hmm. floors is this? Oh yeah. And the wine cellar's here and we have five, you know, cars parked in our driveway and we have people who are a whole staff that's going to work with you. And you're just like, wow, it's crazy.
0: Right. And yeah. I think that exposure, it's, it's yeah. that's huge. That's huge. I, I, I just I, I i think about that with myself. But that that's crazy. That's, and so you work working there. You, how long did that gig last?
1: Yes. So uh, working there all pretty much through graduation, going into college, okay. uh, and then unfortunately the store closed. It shut down abruptly, um, and I was kind of just like. Figuring out, wasn't sure what I was doing. You know, I, I had I had gone to Rider University. I'd come back. I was like, ah, school, what do, you know, what do I do? What do I go back? I wasn't sure what I was studying. So lo and behold, around the corner, um, Anthony David, who was another somewhat of accomplished chef here in the city, um, opened up a catering storefront as well with a restaurant. So he kind of had his eyes on me because somebody I used to work with kind of said, oh, you know, Maddie's kind of like, you know, catering. She's like the events girl. You know, she's it. So you should talk to her. Um and then we connected and then from that point on I, I kind of did a lot of his private events and his private events kind of went larger scale. So like where we ours were at Secret Ingredient were a little bit more intimate. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of like, you know, weddings and and he kind of started creating more, you know, 100 persons events. So kind of went from there to there. Wow. Okay. You know, from small like a small scale to a larger scale.
0: So you do that. Yeah. And then um what 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 really cool happened there? Because there's always something cool happened, right?
1: Yeah, so so that's where I I kind of say I um you know now I'm all of twenty twenty one years old max, barely drinking age, and um he sends me to the shipyard where okay. your your old stomping grounds. Yeah. Um, there was a wealthy couple who had just moved in, and they had purchased two units pre construction. They moved in from San Fran, flew in their designer too. Hoboken. They made pretty much like bespoke, like gutted the house, knocked the wall down, and one of the things they built was a thousand bottle wine cellar. Shut the
0: front door.
1: In and to this day, I Fuck, it's been twenty years so cool. and I'm just like, I have never seen anything like this in my life. You go in and it's like this beautiful, beautiful, like stunning view of the Hudson. Mm-hmm. You're there's a little baby grand piano, and all of a sudden you just like imagine this with like that's so it's exactly it's like what it like sounded holy grail like music
0: when you see, it, right? <laughs> <Pretty
1: much. laughs> and I remember like on our way to the event, um he was because he was super busy at this time. It was actually I think it was during the holidays. He's like, "Okay, he's like, "Mads, this is a big one. Um, you know, we can't. This is like huge. We 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 hit this out of the park with these people. Like they're going to be our customers forever." Like big, big deal. And of course, like the nerves start sinking in. So he basically set me up with food and I kind of continued the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so they threw like a very intimate party, like 15 people, um, lots of wine and lots of, you know, and I was just like, oh my God, I didn't know how I, you know, how I did. And then he called me the next day and he said, hey, by the way, great job. They called and said, no one else is to come to their house to do any of their functions. Like you are their point person. They loved you. They're very particular. You're their girl. And I remember like that moment of like, holy crap, like these are pretty big deal people. Right. So now I'm, you know, working and going to their home about once a week, at least, you know, twice a month at minimum. And it's, you know, all the wines. He he was very detailed and. Whatever the menu ha- he had, he had Anthony make the menu and then the wines would follow suit. So, you know, you think I'm, you know, he would beat me with the four bottles because it's, you know, a bottle per course and mm-hmm, he'd mm-hmm. have everything decanted in the glasses. So now, you know, we, we start to getting cool. And at the end of the events, when I'm like breaking things down, he would show up with like two glasses and go, oh, you know what? You should try that. That's uh Pinot Noir from California and that's Pinot Noir from France. What do you think? And I'm like swirling with him in the kitchen going, this is pretty cool. I was like, I think this one's better. Right. And I was like pointing to the Burgundy. He's like, yeah, like (laughs) he was so, like the enthusiasm, like, yes. And I just remember like at that point, you know, just going to wine stores, reading books, uh, you know, just kind of like a sponge, just like, oh my God, I want to learn more about this. What was like,
0: uh, like your first wine book?
1: Ah, good one. Um, it's, what is the Karen McNeil book? What is that? Uh, it's not the wine. It's like the wine Bible. Wine Bible. So it was a cross between Karen McNeil and mm-hmm. Kevin's Raleigh's uh, Windows of the World.
0: Oh, you're fancy. <laughs> Mine was Wine for Dummies, <laughs> and I think that was Dustin's first. that's a great book. Wine for that's uh Mary yeah. Mary Ewing McMullen. McMullin. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's that is a great dope, book. Man. Yeah, it is. But you fancy. She went right for the Windows of the World course. I'm like, <laughs> I, mean, I remember. Me, um, I was remember I was on the subway with <laughs> the Wine for Dummies, and someone said. Um, oh, I don't know that program they thought it was Win e they thought it was like a programming language book <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god
0: yeah no um that's cool so you so like you start reading you're studying you nail the burgundy and just you know you guys know me I love California wine so burgundy's not necessarily better than California
1: yeah no offense to California no 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 I know I'm
0: I'm just you know I I like it all (laughs) we're drinking French stuff today I mean come on I
1: I I, like it all too yeah
0: you know um Mm So uh, so this must have been the person who, who like, kind of introduced you to wine, this, this client of yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: But, but, you know, I, I, I think that what's important in the story is because, you know, we always, you know, I think that there are so many stops that we make along the journey here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say, like, it, it all first starts at home. Um, you know, my mom's cooking, like my palate. Definitely, you know, I picked up from her, Sure. you know, uh, my exposure to, you know, uh, the Epicurean or Gourmand world, you know, secret ingredient, you know, the exposure mm-hmm. to wine, working for Jim Jiminy- and yeah, like, I think like all of these little things are super, super pivotal in our, nice. you know, the sum of, right. where the sum of the parts is greater than the whole, as they say. Yeah. They do say that. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to this stuff, I think it applies,
0: you know. No, it, it, life yeah. is cumulative. Yeah, right. Completely, so it, it really is. Completely, um, because you know, if if X doesn't, ha- you know, X happens and Y happens and it sets off like a domino. So it it, exactly. it does. And I I do find though, because <clears throat> I had Shakira on, I do find that um, uh, people who come from like the Caribbeaners, they actually you've been exposed to more flavors than than the average
1: yeah.
0: American. True. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, just, yeah. just 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 right. you know, yeah, like you know, I don't think I had a mango till I was like twenty something. You know what I mean? Like right. you know, like you know, we had bananas, orange, and apples, and <laughs> canned fucking pineapple, <laughs> and heavy syrup. <laughs> you know, I mean, it like clink peaches, Exactly, yeah, yeah, right, Clink peaches. You know, I mean, so I I think you know, like what's a tamarind? Like I do think, yeah. I think there mm. there is something about coming from from cultures that have a lot of different diverse flavors that really. Like when you talk about stepping stones, like you grew up with different flavors that you're able to build upon, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know? Like as a kid, I remember tasting persimmons. And people are like, What I'm like, No, no, no. I I, I don't know. Yeah, that I was also probably like-
0: didn't have persimmons, so I was like 30 in california like, right. it's, you know i don't mean? know like, i
1: don't know they're not tropical no but i don't not. know where my mom got this like again really incredible when it comes to, like that stuff she's because she's very seasonal and yeah. i remember like in the fruit basket mom's like, ori- mom's
0: is the original your mom's like the original like farm to table like she's seasonal in her cooking she eating right is.
1: oh my god she so is she was she was doing farm to table before it was hip yeah we'll, we'll leave it at that you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> so funny. So um, you're you're like you got a great track going. You're just you're just, you're just tracking beautifully. Yeah. Um, what 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 happens like? So you're learning about wines. You're digging wines, and then what kind of happens next?
1: Yeah. Um. So I had a few a few stops in Hoboken along the way, um, bartending and serving. Then I kind of really started to kind of focus in. I'm like, okay, you know, this events are great, but I think I kind of need to, you know, mm-hmm. let's let me let me figure it out. Let me step out and see what I can you know do. So. Uh, I served at a place called City Bistro in Hoboken, bartended at a uh, sushi restaurant called Sushi Lounge, or Sushi House, rather, because the the sushi stuff came from Sushi Lounge. And at that point, I was just like, okay, this is great. You know, I'm learning, but I need more. So I probably, this is 15, 16 years ago, I just, I reached out because a few people recommended um, they're like, you know, why don't you go to wine school? Like, you, you're really into it. You should kind of really hone in on that. So at that point, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, there's ASA, there's Court of Masters, there's WSET, and you know, I kind of weighed out the options and I and I went with WSET and I got certified there. Okay. And I remember just at that point on, just like, okay, now now I now I, I felt ready to kind of really step out into the world more.
0: How how yeah. far along did you go with WSET?
1: Just the first, the intro I see, certified I, I, song, That's there, it.
0: There, there's an interesting. Um, a, a few people I've had on the show, um, but like Andre, yourself, um, just the first level. That's it. He's like, that's it. Yeah, because I, I do think you know a lot of a lot of conversation going on about diversity in the business right now, but I, I do think a lot has to do with um, you got to be built for hospitality first of all. It's 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 a it's it's a tough amen gig you gotta be <laughs> its because you got just like just like with just because like going to college just because you got degrees doesn't necessarily mean you're you know you yeah'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. You got to be built for it. And I, I said this before, I think I said it on the episode with Shakira, like, like I was never a server. I was like, growing up, I li- grew up in Monmouth County. There was no way I was waiting on fucking white people. It wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. Like, I worked in the kitchen. I'd rather work in the kitchen. And I learned, I saw I learned to hit on a knife and cook. Right. But there's no way, I just, I couldn't see myself at that point in my life. 18, 19, you yeah, know, late yeah. 80s, like, yes, sir, and no, I just wasn't going to happen. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know,
0: but, and- and I'm kind of built for this, and I knew I could do that. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, so that's great. So yeah. So I think because I see a lot of people, you see them on the gram, love everybody, but people are chasing their, and that's in your profile. i What's it two? What's it three? Da, da. I'm like, yeah, okay, but like, first of all, there's not a lot of jobs like this, like you that you've had like out there for one, and then yeah. two, like just because you got the paper doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get the gig.
1: That's correct. That's correct. I, I mean, I still to this day, cause I, you know, I've been asked my whole career, like, what do you, you know? Oh, well, you don't want to go for the advance. You don't want to do master. You don't want. But, but, but. And it's just like, yeah, I, I respect that. Um, I understand the level of um, preparation and, you know what do you, what, it, what it, you know there's a saying that says success isn't about what you gain it's about what you gave up to become successful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i've seen people who have taken they and their partners have taken the journeys and you know you have to leave work and the the um, uh, expense the outlay for wines and traveling and you know the 20 hours study i mean that is real and i respect those people amazing but i've always said um why i do what i do is this if if I lose the day I lose this because mm-hmm. I'm this cerebral person who needs to mm-hmm. sit in a room and just lecture, like that's not it. I mean I think right. it's this is this is about conversation and it's about people and and connections and and that is the core of hospitality. And I've always said I think one of the biggest tools a could have aside from their palate and their wine key. Is your ears. Yeah. Listen to people. Yeah, yeah, you got You got five minutes to be a psychologist, yep. play detective, yep. but be nice. Right. But have, <laughs> like, do the, tr- I've got five minutes to do all of, at first table. Oh, good, you know, what are you drinking? What are you eating? And some people, you know, some people are just like, oh, the psalm's here, like, oh. Well, I don't really like, and you know, they start with the hole because they're just like the fear. Right. And then some of those people, you have to know. Okay, well, you know, they're 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 trepidatious. So let me just pour them something really fun that they never would think they like, and let me go decant that bottle on that other table. Oh, you know, the server needs me to void something. Oh, let me go get this uh, at the host. I've got people who are waiting for. T- you know, it's being able to balance all of that all night while not losing your cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're, that's <laughs> Good luck. That, that's dope. We're and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna dive a little deeper in that. Hopefully, if yeah. I remember with two balls of wine. But, um, <laughs> so, so you, 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 decide on getting some education, you know, get, yeah. get you know, get your degrees because they can never take away your papers is what they tell us.
1: That's the Maybe truth. Maybe they That's can't the take
0: away your paper.
1: I want that on a t-shirt. I do right? can't take away th- your papers. I think I'm going
0: to sell that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like Andre, Andre got me thinking, what t-shirt can I sell? Oh, I um, know. Um, I, love, I love his t-shirts. Yeah, his t-shirts are dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You, you start, you make this pivot towards wine. Yeah. Okay. And then you get certified. What, what happens next?
1: So, um, again, why I brought the, <laughs> the Rioja, I, I kind of, I think because of the language, yeah. uh, you know, speaking Spanish, Spanish, my first language. Um, and I just kind of naturally tried gravitating towards Spanish wines. Yeah. You know, also growing up too, a, a little fun fact, um, my dad worked as a, a butcher in the chauffeur kosher uh, meat plant. So my dad, we are we are born and raised Catholic. He worked as a kosher butcher in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Man's gotta work. Yes, right. (laughs) You know, so growing up as a kid that the other the other piece of the gastronomic journey is, you know, a lot of a lot of people that he worked with were from Portugal and Spain. Yeah. So ironbound section was like a big thing of like going to dinners there. So I remember the piece of as a kid being exposed to paellas and gambas al ajillo and, you know, that whole world of Spanish. So I think it kind of like was like felt very natural. Right. So naturally I'm getting into Spanish wines, Rioja. And um, somebody who I know from class mentioned, oh, you know, if you like Spanish wines, you should go check out Tinto Fino. Um, it's super cool. It's under the radar. Uh, it's a woman-owned uh, boutique wine store in, in the East Village. Go check it out and mm-hmm. see what you think. Uh, so, again, another one of those moments of just like, you know what? Let me go check out. I had never had been to the store. I was like, let me go see what it's about. So I walked in, super cute. They have these like um they had all these mirrors with like, you know, the the regions like Galicia and Sherry and, you know, with the the smoky like you feel very that very Catalan vibe. And I walked in, the two girls, uh Ashley and uh Stephanie were behind the counter. Stephanie actually, do you know the book uh Sweet Bitter? That I don't came know out that, that was book. like a uh, part like memoir or okay. food journey or or I think it's, cre- I mean, I would say it's, is it creative fiction or, but anyway, it chronicles some of her life, like coming to New York and mm-hmm. she worked for Danny Meyer. She also worked there. Um, I remember meeting them and just being like, hey, like, are you guys hiring? And they were just like, actually, we might be. And, and it's just kind of a conversation, you know, we, 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 we <laughs> connected for like 20, 30 minutes. You know, I pointed out uh, a Peron. I saw the, you know, those pores that they use in Spain yeah, to uh-huh. kind of drink. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I saw that like Anthony Bourdain had that on his show. That's so cool. And they were just like, oh, okay. They're like, well, can you come in like next week? Like, let's come in and train and see what happens. So I remember, uh, you know, starting there, uh, I was like working weekends and, um, just super amazing. Like my first day of work, I think like an hour into the being at the, at the shift, she's like, pick any bottle that's $50 and under from any section and let's taste and talk. And they had these like volumes of Spanish wine books. So and what, what year was this? Oh, great question. Um, <laughs> My goodness. Two thousand eight,
0: nine? Yeah, I mean because con, con, contextually, let's think about it. I just want to put that in context yeah. for, for listeners. Like
1: you Oh know. no, maybe even further than that. We're in twenty twenty. Yes. So I had to do the We math are there. in
0: twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah
1: Yeah. like 06 or okay. seven. Some okay. somewhere between 06 and oh eight. That right. that's the so that's like, my final so answer. Like, no like <laughs> <laughs> I like to be precise if yeah. I can. Um,
0: yeah, just because, like, you know, wine has exploded since then. Yeah. And, like, so, like, I mean, even today, a $50 Spanish wine, like, can kick the teeth out of, like, $200 bottles of wine from California. And, and yeah. I love California. But so, like, even back, so back then, you know, you're talking, like, pretty, pretty high-end stuff. Yeah. yeah. Almost, you know what I mean? Like, right.
1: But then they also had a really cool <laughs> section of, like, you know, twenty dollar and under value value wines that you would you know every day, like you know a ten dollar bottle of um, you know uh, Monastrell that we sold. Like, I mean, literally. It's I one see of those your five- ten
0: dollar Monastrell, and I raise you from nineteen ninety nine when I worked at Sparrow. The three ninety nine protocolo oh, which is fucking delicious. Delicious, Yeah, I, I mentioned that on another episode. Somebody went out and bought it. And he was like, "Why are you so excited to try a five dollar bottle of wine?" He's like, "Because a black wine." He like, oh my god, I can't so believe good. for for." So it was yeah. T- it was three ninety nine. It might even been two ninety nine back in. I mean, like stupid, stupid good. But anyway, yeah.
1: It's and I think that protocolo weren't they responsible for like one of the first in like creating the DOC of Ribera del Duero?
0: Probably I think, because I think, or, Toro or they, they were um, Ribera del Duero. I'm trying to think who pro- I mean, Toro is a uh, big Jorge Ordoñez yeah. project. Mm-hmm. I love Toros, um, but. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's cool. So you – you um, you know what? I want to hear about this bottle of wine, but we have to take a quick break and then we'll come back and tell me about that $50 or less bottle you had yeah. on a Saturday. I love All right? It. Okay. <laughs> if you follow me on social media, you know I love discovering and drinking new and exciting labels and winemakers. The Wine Spies offer wines like Single Vineyard Tempranillo from Amador County, single vineyard Mount Veeder Zen from Peter Franis. If you don't know who he is, now you know. Wine Spies has been gathering intel since 2007, so these guys are really connected in the biz, and that's how they can offer so many great deals. I love their locker feature. It lets you build the case over time, so you can check out with just one bottle and avoid shipping charges. They have a top-notch tasting panel, so I can rely on the wines to be great every time, which lets me play around and discover more. The spies always take care of me. So if I'm not 100% happy with the wine, they'll make it right. And just for the listeners of my show, there's a special Black Wine Guy Experience URL discount code for $10 off your first order when you sign up at winespies.com forward slash blackwineguy. Okay, we're back. So tell me about this bottle of wine you picked out. Because yeah. you probably remember the bottle. To this day,
1: yeah, it was um, it was a Monsant wine. It okay. was uh, it had a really cool label. It was like blue. I think it was like honestly. I think this bottle was like twenty five dollars. Um, Cellar Royce, It was like you know Montsant. Another reason I love it is because it's got a lot of those Rhone varietals. It was like Syrah, Cabernet, yeah. Grenache, yep. and like super cool. It had all this like blue fruit, but it had like tannin and texture. And you know, we just talked and tasted, and it was just like, oh my god, this is great. And then um. Fast forward to a few months now, I'm I'm kind of working more because the owner also had a, a restaurant as well that she owned. So the girls were, were being pulled away in that direction. And, and then... They uh, had a, a new partner that came in her by the name of woman by the name of Karen Oth, who worked for Adonis for a long time. She was on the distribution sales side, mm-hmm. and she came in. She lived in the East Village, um, so she was able to uh, be you know more present. Mani had just had a baby, so she's taking time away the restaurants. So now Karen steps in and kind of just comes in, and like, not only like does she bring in this whole new world of Spanish wines, but she brought in the Spanish wine culture, mm-hmm. like. To the umpteenth power, you know. So she's vivacious and like has this great following, and like now our Saturday wine tastings kind of feel more like a wine bar vibe. People are hanging out, and the store's bustling. And she kind of takes me under her wing, and we start learning more. And and um, we all got a chance to travel to Spain together with her too, which was pretty incredible. Oh my god! Yeah, we we did all northern Spain, País Vasco, which is like oh my god, one of my favorites. Um, you know uh, San Sebastian navarra Rioja, we did you know we did it all so it's quite like the experience you know I still to this day I, I kind of during this time of year uh so our first Christmas together she it's actually all ladies that worked at the store too which was pretty <laughs> amazing so she set up for Christmas she said um she said I'm gonna surprise you girls I'm gonna tell you what we're doing so she says you know meet me at the store it's Sunday at eight o'clock so she opens up this gorgeous bottle of um a a, a Produce a traditional method um, bubbles from by from uh, Chacolina area Getarío. Okay, we were there, so we have this awesome like obscure bottle. Then she takes us to this boutique. We go down the stairs; they're closed, and it's a hat store. And she says, "The reason you're at this hat store is because so many of you wear so many hats, and to run my business. So I'm here so you guys can like pick out custom hats." So we're like, have this, I know it's like, oh, I literally like, I, 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 I could tear up just thinking about like how the incredible, like that love. Um, and then we had dinner at uh, Mama Fuku, and then we went out for drinks. I mean, till this day, I'll never like, I've never had a Christmas and it was only about six of us, but just to have that kind of Christmas, like gathering with staff and that's like where you go, wow, this is pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, that's, um, yeah. that's pretty, um, nobody ever bought me a hat. Custom hat. That's dope. Yeah, right? No, I was like, it's like, so, like, you guys were going to release these before the pours, but now I see why you like that movie so much. Your favorite movie. Yeah.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah.
0: Big purple hat. (laughs) Top hat. What what hat did you get? Did you get a big purple top hat? No,
1: no, actually, right? You would think. No, I actually got a, you know, everybody kind of went like, you know, derby hat, this, and my hat was. And she said your hat fit you. It was like this like kind of like white, like kind of really cool like cashmere material. And it had this like this like Fedora style. And that was it. It was like not white, it was like oatmeal colored. Super cool. And that was it. It was like simple, but you know.
0: That's to the so point. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I still have it as a matter of fact. I was gonna fact. say, do you still have the yeah, hat? Yeah, I should've I should have brought that. I should have yeah, worn yeah, the hat today. You know, you, <laughs>
0: all right, here's what you gotta do. You gotta gotta take a picture with the hat when we drop the episode, you gotta be like my episode dropped. This is my dope ass hat. <laughs> Oh, my oh God. Man. So, all right. So, that's just, so. I guess, do you end up becoming manager of that place? I mean, what happens
1: next? So? Yeah. So, so while I had started working at Tinto Fido, um, I was also bartending uh, and somming at Lila Bar, uh, which is a wine bar in the West Village on the corner of Hudson and Leroy. You you so, like the dope neighborhood. She's like, Lila Bar. And, you know, you're just hanging out in the village. Yeah. You, but, you you know, all of these things, like... It's it's I think it's the universe like, well, I agree. yeah, you know, the Lila bar. I was it was Craigslist. They were I was I, Craigslist. I found it was like, oh, looking for <laughs> a Craigslist. Yeah, they were. It was like a job. You know, remember the job? No, it no, used to be old yeah, school. Old school. Oh my old God, school, Right. So cool. I, I could still, you know, so it was like, oh, looking for part time bartender, intimate wine room, West Village. And I was like, this sounds cool. I showed up to the interview. They it was again, another one of those they they do, which I, I do like the idea of a trail like you know it it's you go 3 hours it it i think it works i think it makes everything better easier for everybody cuz it's like let's see if this fits no that's a good idea yeah um so they have this like round oblong bar um interesting because there's no like Little door to get mm-hmm. in and out, so you're literally like leaning you gotta, down you to duck under, duck under every time. So you know, imagine years of that on your back. Um, <laughs> you know, there's no kitchen; it's it's everything is prepared underneath, and he's got this like custom made like little cheese coves because it wasn't like a full full kitchen, but it was a lot of charcuterie and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I got asked. It was like a whole, I don't know, like a group of four or five of us that interviewed. We tasted. And then we trailed That I was kind of the one asked to come back. So now I've got you know both. I've got the you know that they they somebody nicknamed me like the Village Wine Girl because they're like you got like the East that. Village Spanish stuff. You're you know on the weekends. That's you're a T-shirt for
0: you Village Wine Girl. Yeah, right. You do like a silhouette with your, your dope hair. Village Wine Girl. I'm serious. That's that's like that's money.
1: I like it. you yeah. know I kind of like yeah. that right. I, Absolutely.
0: I like that Village Wine Girl. That
1: could that could be uh the title of my book. That could my be, wine book. Yeah, exactly. Village Wine Girl.
0: Exactly. <laughs> oh, yo. You should. That's that is a good title. something to think about. Something to think about. Right? We got things popping off on the Black Wine Guy experience. Um, I like that. Okay, so you're Village Wine girl. You you uh, you uh, you uh, you you
1: shown above the rest. You show and prove, and you got invited back, and then got invited back. So I'm kind of you know juggling both jobs, etc. And the wine director now. I'm I'm kind of into this for a while, and. They're leaning on me a lot for things, and the wine director at the time, Andrew, um, I didn't realize he was on his way moving to Connecticut to go open up his wine bar, which he finally did, um, and out of the blue, one day I'm, I I stopped by to pick something up, and the owner was hanging out, and he was just like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, sure, and he's like, yeah, you know, um, just, I don't know if you know this, uh, I wanted you to, to tell you myself, Andrew's like, you know, making his way out, but, you know, instead of, I always like to kind of promote from within. And instead of, you know, looking for talent outside, I I wanted to propose it to you first. Like, what do you think of becoming, you know, manager, wine director? And it was just like, oh, oh my God. Like I, you know, it's because I never saw myself in that Mm -hmm, life, you know, and mm -hmm. especially, you know, when you, you, I started kind of getting into my, hitting my momentum and my stride with both places, comfort, you know, so I'm just like, oh crap. So, you know, it was, it was an opportunity. I couldn't say no. It was was heart-wrenching too, because Tinto Fino was like, near and dear to my heart too, but I was like, you know, I'm being presented with this opportunity. Let me, let me go see what it brings. Yeah. And then that's kind of where my exposure to, you know, wines from all over the world started, you okay. know, because okay. again, you know, working with specialized regions and countries is great, but I kind of started to dip the toe even more with, you know, working with a, a global list.
0: And how many, um, how many wines did you have on that list? Oh,
1: 250, 300 easily. You know, from like uh, some Bordeaux's and a lot of organic natural wines and they did a really great happy hour and we sourced like awesome wines for that and that were like $30 a bottle, $8 a glass. Um, you know, tasting with the the fromagère or the, the person who was in charge of cheese and education in Murray's because that's how we would put together even the cheeses on our list. And it was like this really cool, like bespoke experience because everything was so thoughtful in a place like that. And still to this day, I always say, you know, if I have to, if I ever get to do a wine bar, I will take some of the, the, just the ideas or, or the, just the. The thoughtfulness in, in everything so purposeful, you know the charcuterie. Um, the owner uh, does is a wholesale florist, and he has his warehouse in Queens. And he found somebody who specializes in Eastern European charcuterie, so he would have that and deliver that every week. And you know the cheeses from Murray's and the wines that we chose, and it was like we really went out of our way to source things that you wouldn't find at a, at a retailer. You know the experience redel the redel o line glasses where mm-hmm. like one glass can fit the whole bottle. Mm-hmm. Those were like there were twenty five ounce. You get you know you're sitting in. The sexy dimly lit place and you know you're pouring like wines and you've got this like beautiful presentation and candlelit like a very very cool experience oh my god
0: i, I wish i had went there
1: right um, it's still there
0: i'm I, well you know it's yeah, there yeah, but like, it's, it's there. hard yeah, to I get know. into places now <sighs> <I know. laughs> ah, anyway um <laughs> I,
1: sitting in the middle of uh you know sitting in sitting in snow yeah um which <laughs> to I, I
0: totally would do to support restaurants Absolutely. Um, you know um, so you, you you now you're you're really hitting your stride it seems like yeah. just just you know um, what was the next uh, adventure yeah the next adventure from- for the village wine girl <laughs>
1: <laughs> then the village wine girl went to Tribeca oh, okay went to Tribeca to vestry wines um, which is funny you say Dustin which is the same owners. When they had Vestry Wine on Vestry Street, uh, then Sandy happened. They moved to 24 Hubert, which is where Verve is. It became 24 Hubert with another um, uh, owner, partner, somebody running the store, and then then went on with Dustin. They partnered with Dustin to make it Verve. Okay. Yeah. So that was an incredible experience, too. Uh, Cynthia, the wine buyer there, was kind of like really encyclopedia-like knowledge. Um, you know, it, it was like equal parts... Wine bar meets really cool cellar. So the owners modeled it after a store in San Francisco. Uh, so it had like this like walk-in wine cellar, custom-made shelves. Everything was custom. a gorgeous building. Um, Meryl Streep lived in the building. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow lived in the building. It was it was one of those like it was on the ground floor, mm-hmm. uh, kind of kind of just like similar to Sparrow in the right, shipyard, right. same thing. Um, so very cool. Like at that point, like. You know, I thought that I was like, okay, I hit the wine stripe, but then now what i what I learned so much from there is like we were tasting constantly the the selections of like the twenty and dollar twenty dollar and under wines were always like really well curated, so you had reps dropping in all the time. Um, we did a lot of stuff for the events uh for like the area like we would donate like tastings and events come to the store for like the p- kids who were in school etc so we started kind of building this like really great following incredibly well curated, curated list and then hurricane sandy happened which you know the store at that point we're going in to like put pieces together in the store generator it's cold um a lot of the residents of the building have now like you know had to go move to get everything together, and then that's kind of where I took a little pause and went back to you know Hoboken to Bin Fourteen Wine Bar in Hoboken on, on with the same owner I work with Anthony David. Okay. So he had just opened up a wine bar. I think Bin Fourteen had been open maybe at this point five years now, three three to five years.
0: Yeah. So you 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 mentioned you did a lot of tasting at that shop um, on Huber Street. Um, well, so
1: when it what, when, when I was there was when, on vestry yeah, right. yeah
0: when it was on vestry now on Huber thank you what? thank you for the jura <laughs> 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 um, so i I'm, I'm 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 honing on the tasting because i did read your new york the new york times article you were featured in with a bunch of other uh industry, industry professionals of color um and um tell me about uh you mentioned something like like when you used to go to tastings, when you first came into business, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was that? What was that like?
1: Yeah. So I would say my first foray with tastings and kind of really getting into that was uh, when I was at Tintofino. Um, I had with Karen, like kind of being my mentor, my guide, mm-hmm. she kind of took me more under her wing. And you know, when you show up and you you show up with an OG, you know, it's one mm-hmm. of those things. Mm-hmm. It's like going to the restaurant with the regular mm-hmm. that everybody's like, oh, oh, right. you're with, oh, you're with so-and-so. Right. I'll have right. a seat. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. it's different but then when lela bar uh came into play and i was like solo I, you know i started going into tastings on my own and you know you 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 just you know it's like i always say tastings can kind of be this weird space because it's a lot of wine muscles in a weird way like <laughs> everybody's like at the table like trying to flex like who they know and they're hovering over the spittoon and you're just like oh my god like i'm sitting there with the thing like motioning like Spit like right. you know, and everybody's you should crowded. do what I did. I, I,
0: I went to a big taste one time and just knocked the spit bucket over somebody.
1: Oh, it wasn't on
0: purpose, <laughs> but I was like, it was like, yo, Oof. I was like, yo, what's up? It's Just all over this dude. But anyway, yeah, I digress. So yeah, no, it is there is there there is that, and I tell people like that was like like I my first. Shop I worked at was Acker Merrill, so you yeah. go somewhere John Capon. I was like, it was like, okay, he knows wine. It was, it was never had, never didn't have that issue per se. You know, then 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 when I left there, about fortunately a lot of the people knew me, so it's still one thing. But there is there is this there, there can be these awkward moments. So tell me a little bit more about
1: that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, lots of awkward moments. Um, so you know, at the bar. I'm I'm kind of stepping out more on my own to taste and going to tastings and reps, or you know, and when you walk in and it's just like. It's, it's, you feel lonely if you're walking in by yourself. There's still, there's still like this weird feeling of just, it almost feels like it's equivalent to going to the school dance <laughs> when you're in grade school. Like, oh my God, like the clicks are here and who's mm-hmm, there, but I'm walking in by myself. And should I, should I go say hello to them? But I can't linger because I'm not with that crew and, you know, I'm not with that. Right. So there's a lot of that. And like, I just remembered like, you know, everybody being at the table and, you know, talking about, oh my God, you know, the southeast facing slopes. On on a bedrock of limestone and this flinty minerality, and then I show up and I'm just like, oh, may I taste? It? And it's just like, this is the Sauvignon Blanc, and it's from Sa-. and they're like dumping it down, yeah. and I'm just like, I want to I want to I, I can hang with this, you know, southeast facing sixty year old vine, you know, schist soil conversation you're having, I, I, I can hang with it, you know. And there's a lot this of this is just- a
0: white wine. <laughs> it's made from grapes.
1: <laughs> right right. or um, a lot of and I just also remember too just a lot of questions being asked like where, where do you what do what, you do what, 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 yeah. where, where do you work and you know and like oh, and then all of a sudden when you give a card it's like oh okay like like you're cool it says wine director or manager right. it's like oh you're cool yeah. and it's just like but I wasn't cool before she's one of us <laughs>
0: Yeah, so like, but I mean, like, how so clearly you've navigated that, but it is there, like, that's where the black wine guy, when I coined this name for Instagram, was just like in '99, like, you think there's no people, like, in '99, like, I go to tasting, I was the only black person up in that piece. Yeah. And it was, and we got, it was kind of funny because they didn't want to say, like, there was a guy, he helped me with wine, he had glasses, And, and they're like, I'm like, who? And they're like, you know, Five people in the store have glasses. <laughs> like They, they don't want to say black. black. They don't want to say braces.
1: So they say everything yeah, but that. She's like,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh. Uh, got a great smile. You Really nice girl. Really nice girl. Yeah, really yeah, nice girl. yeah exactly. She's a really nice girl. She's great great she's attitude. Queer. Yeah, queer. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, you know, uh, but then like, I mean, you, you, you're like... So you're at the store, you're going to, you're stepping out on your own, you're having some, you know, little couple, you know, and that's the thing I think people need to understand. Like if you're a person of color, if you're going to do something in this world, you're going to, you're going to be slighted. You just got to, you, you there. I hate to say it, but part of that has to slide off you because that that's just like, I mean, the first and, you know, and the few are going to, You know, they say the first person through the door is going to get punched in the face, right? It's the truth. Oh, my God. I was watching something about Jackie Robinson last (laughs) night. I was like, you forget, like, oh, my God, man, that guy died at 53. He had such a burden, carrying. you know what I mean? But um, so then, you know, you got the you've had great gig after great gig, like you and Lee. You're just like, I had a great gig, and I had a great gig, and I had a great gig.
1: (laughs) Right. But, but, you know, I'm I'm so glad you touch upon, you know, being black in that world, because don't think that I wasn't the only black, sometimes the only woman, sometimes, you know, and the list goes on and on the first only like in those rooms. And I still, when I stood behind that bar and I made those recommendations and when I stood in the middle of that store, you know, or, or people kind of, you know, you, 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 it's, it's, it's again, like the duality. I think that I, I have to say, it's one of these things of like, the opposite sides of the same coin. Like, there's amazing things that have happened, but there's also, you know, the not great things right. that come with it. Right. And and they're both the same. It's it's part of the experience.
0: Exactly. The, the, I say there's, no matter how things slice, there's two sides of the coin. Yeah. And so, like, one of the things, like, like I, I'm a wine geek. I like to go to wine stores and look around. And, you yeah. know, people... Start sweating you, you know, so then I start just dropping, like, like I just start dropping cult wines I know they don't have. So they, they leave me alone, right? Right, <laughs> right. I'm right. like, just sip off <laughs> oh it. Like, yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you got me, Um, I will to update it. I'm like, you got me um... like, screaming eagle? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I just say just crazy Holy shit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> leave me alone, man. I'm, I'm actually looking. <laughs> but no. You got, you got
1: it, any Ganavan?
0: Right, exactly, right. <laughs> They'll oh, leave no, you alone, no, no, then. Exactly, right. <laughs> I'm like, you know, um, or, or like, we could even say, or, you know, go to store, average store and say, you have any Jura, you know? um, right. You know? Yeah. Um, And it's just funny how – and for all this business, I think people don't understand. Most people who work in a liquor store, which is where most people buy wine, don't know a lot about wine. That's the crazy thing too, right? Like – Absolutely. Like I had a, a buddy call me. I you know, I'm, i don't know if this happens to you, but I my buddies call me and like, hey, I'm at a store. What should I get? And I'm like, so I'm like, uh, just, you know, like just look for this importer. Like we have a Louis Dresden. I'm like, you know, anything with Louis Dresden is going to be good. Anything with Kermit is going to be good. Like anything with right. Michael Skrnick is going to be good, right? So like he was in a store and he and, he, and he's, he said, what do you got for Michael Skrnick? And the guy was like, you know, he's just an importer. I'm like, see, that guy doesn't know shit about wine because like <laughs> – He's just an import, you know. You, yeah. you know Helen Turley's just a winemaker. I mean, you know, what I mean, it's, like, it's
1: right, like, right. You know, it's a, yeah, yeah, it
0: is a save, yeah.
1: Wait, what, you, what does that mean? Wait,
0: wait, 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 right. Like you obviously right. don't know shit about right. wine, bro. Steve,
1: Stevie Wonder, oh, you know, he's just a he's, musician. He's a musician,
0: you know. He's, he's a blind guy who plays a harmonica. What right, right. <laughs> happens every day?
1: Right, exactly. He's got
0: nothing on that fat guy from <laughs> Blues Traveler. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. like, so, like I mean, so given given that. Um, there, these things do happen. And I, and also I think you read in there, like, isn't it, I think the funny one is though, when people like think you don't know about wine, like that's, yeah. I love flexing. Like I, I'm like, I forgot more about wine than you'll probably ever know, bro.
1: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and you it's know? the truth for those of us who we, we have forgotten more than we you know, know at know? this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but, uh, like, was there a point where like, you're like, Fuck this shit. I had enough. I think I'm done with the restaurant business. I mean, did you have a moment? Do you have moments
1: like that? Yeah. Oh, I I mean, yeah. I've had I've had several moments, um, where it's it's that. But but I know that it's it's there is no safe. What is the safe industry for for a woman and a woman of color? You know, I mean, hey, we got we got Kamala in the White House. So you know now. But but don't think that she's not going to encounter on that level. No, you
0: you want you you want. Uh, Sandra Sotomayor's job—that's the job you want. <laughs> you can't get fired. Oh, man, that's, that's, the, that's you want Clarence Thomas job. You don't want to be Clarence Thomas, but no, you want his boy. job. You know what I mean? Like you can't—you can't get fired. <laughs> That's, 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 a, that you know what, boys and girls out there, you want to become a Supreme Court justice. It's the best <laughs> job for a person of color or a woman. You, you, you can't be fired. Yeah.
1: So Ouch. anyway. True <laughs> but story. You,
0: but, but you're right. Like what else is there?
1: Yeah. What else is there? You, you know? know? Yeah.
0: There isn't, you know, and, and, but I think how you bulletproof yourself, you just, you'd be so good. They can't ignore you. It's correct. You know? I, I think that's really, really important. And and again, we mentioned and it's not just in the in the um in the paper you have. Like, you know, it it's it it's it it is connection, it's communication. It, it like you said it, like you're a psychologist and the deep listening. You know, Robert Bohr was on here and he's like, you know, he saw veterans like you're you're anticipating what someone's thinking next, like where they're yeah. gonna go. Like people don't like that is that's and and those are the intangibles. Like that, that they don't teach that in any course that I know of. Yeah, I mean, and,
1: and I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. They can't be taught. Like, I think I can teach you to maybe discern. Like, if as a server, I can teach you the difference to what you what you what you should look out for when you're tasting a Sauvignon Blanc is a Cabernet Sauvignon. But I can't teach you how to be hospitable. I can't teach you how to care. Mm-hmm. I can't teach you to take ownership. I can't teach you to read your taste. You know, those are those are things you people realize. Like, and it's always the intangibles. Like, you know, you don't realize like when you touch tables and the following that you build and people fall fo- like. And I, and I think I've, I've had this like my whole life because I think because I'm the person that just, I work, I show up, Mm -hmm. I care, Mm -hmm. I put my all into it. And I, and I, this love, I, I I can't, I can't do it without heart. Right. Because if, if I, if, if that was the case, I wouldn't be doing this. And I think a lot of times people don't realize like how much that brings because you can't put a number on it. Right. You know, Maddie brings a following up, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, you don't realize like that's been my whole life. I've worked on that my whole life. That's my reputation. And to you, you may not see it as a number, but to me, it's like this is a lifelong journey, and I will bring that with me wherever I go.
0: You no, know? I love that. I love that. Super huge. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, <clears throat> I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna fast forward. You you want to get on some of this? Your, your cab, right? Cab front. I think it's it's, time. Got, it's got that wonderful Loire funkiness. Um, what is uh, so Italy calls?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Italy calls. Um, you know, I, I I think I I working for the smaller, you know, wine shops, restaurant, wine bar. I think I kind of said, you know, I haven't try, I haven't tried anything on this scale. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who know me, they were just like, oh, my God, I never envisioned you, you know, going in that direction. But I was like, OK, it's a new store. Um, you know, they were opening up World Trade Center. Uh, a few of my some of my regulars were like, oh, my God, it's got space going to be great. And I was just like, Italian wines, like, oh, my God, like, I've never worked with Italian wines and the food and everything about it. And um, I interviewed at a Starbucks with, uh, you know, who beverage director at the time, Emily Hand, Emily Molinari. She was beverage director for Flatiron and had just, uh, they just brought her into World Trade Center. We hit it off, you know, it it was one of those like interviews that felt like a conversation. Uh, I started and kind of, you know, worked my way. And, And what I liked about it, too, is as huge and as massive as the operation is, There's something that was exciting about one day I would hit like three different, I would hit three different restaurants in 10, 15 minutes, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me go check in if they have everything. Let me go pre-shift here. Oh, let me go over to the um, Food Diversita where they're teaching a pasta making class and go, you know, talk about Sangiovese. You know, let me uh, get ready for the winemaker that's coming in tonight and we're going to pour out of a Jeroboam and, you know, talk about Sicilian wines. Like it was kind of just like, it really allowed me to kind of explore and be many places and that was super cool. Um, kind of very similar to Leela Bar, uh, she was uh having a baby and was taking a break and it was like, you know, the beverage director for the Italy Corporate Group approached me and was like, Hey, you know, you've you've got you've got some wine shops, we like you. Like what do you think? You know, never envisioned it and then I, I became the beverage director.
0: You're so like, I think I'm never gonna have a baby because that's how I keep getting these jobs. <laughs>
1: And then, yeah, and a little bit of that, too. You're like, I'm glad I ain't got no kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm, I'm stupid, but that's no, what I was like. it's true. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's like, it like the third time somebody had a baby. Like, I'll take your job. Not take, but it was offered. That's, you know what? Offered to you. Yeah. Because because you're so good they can't ignore you. Because you're ready, right? What does Oprah say? Luck is when uh preparation meets opportunity. Opportunity, the right? intersection. I mean, so yeah. I, I think that's mm. I think that's really cool. Um so then oh, over a conversation at Starbucks, I, I can't yeah. emphasize how important it is to be able to relate to and converse with people.
1: So important. It's everything.
0: You know, it is. It's life. I mean, life is communicate. Your your life is just a network of conversations. Yeah. If you really think about it. Wow. <laughs> Profound. You know, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and the ability to and I, and I also think like um, as a person of color, like and you're as a woman, like your ability to communicate on levels with many different people is is is. Um, been a huge factor in success. If, if I'm looking from a helicopter view, right? Yeah. You know, because you know, it was it was first it was a man, and even Lee said Lee, Lee was like, you know, and he says was a white man, it was a white man. But the ability to do that and navigate the world as it's laid out before us—I mean, you, you you've done an incredible job. So, well, thank you.
1: You know, and 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 when I stepped into Italy, it didn't come with its. You know, people are. You know, looking at me like, oh, the beverage, you know, I, I remember like, you know, a couple of wine producers that I hadn't met or connected sure. with walking in. And um, one of my psalms was was tall white guy. You know, I was just say that they always they always go to the tall white guy for everything in the <laughs> restaurant. Like <laughs> bypass you, tall white guy. No, I'm, I'm just a just a bus boy. Like, right. nah, you, you care. She's, she's the, she's right, the one in right, right. charge. You know, and like I remember him, you know, Chow, My name is so and so, you know, and I'm here to meet you, are the buyer. And he's like. No, this is my boss. It's her right here, and I'm just like standing there, like ciao, come inside. And then you start talking Italian to them, and it's just like freaks mind them, blown. mind blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I still, I still enjoy those looks when you start like conversing in Italian with some of them. It freaks them out.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know that look because I barely speak English, but, um, <laughs> but I, I, I yeah. know what you're. I, I can envision what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, so. Yeah. I mean, there's that thing too, right? Like, like, oh my God. So like, tell me about something really cool that happened at Italy. Like, you know, cause like pretty sick uh, Italian wine collection, a lot of connections to Italy yeah. between the people who started that place and the Bastiani.
1: I mean, like. It is. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's honestly, it's like, it's like taking an Italian food and wine masterclass. Like that whole experience that that's what it was like. You know, it kind of like I said, the Tinto Fino, like, you know, when, when Karen stepped in that, now the culture became immersed. Like, you're, you know, you're you're connecting like, you know, the leverage of English being my second language. You know, I could start to like hone in more on my Italian and a more conversational beyond, you know, wine regions, uh, learning about foods, learning about regions. You know, Italy is just so fascinating because it's 20 regions that mim- that act more like 20 different countries, you know.
0: Well, that's the thing people don't get about Europe. Yeah. Right? I mean, like the region was its own country before. Yeah, they just got conquered. It's everywhere, right? You know right, that—that's right. just the reality. So, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's funny yeah. <laughs> when you talk to, to to Europeans. It's pretty funny. It is yeah. like
1: Piedmont. T- you know, with the the ingredients you find in Piedmont, like, don't bring them down to talk to a Sicilian about right. them because they're like, look at you sideways, like, what? Like, no, oh, you know, we and, got- and
0: and don't 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 uh, tell someone from the mainland that Sicily is part of Italy. They're not having it.
1: They're not having any of that either. Yeah, yes, like, that's like, correct.
0: They're like, no, no, you have Sicilians in America. Those aren't Italians. <laughs> they straight up do. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I, I'm back in the yeah. day an Italian girl, she's like, no, that's not Italian, necessarily. Sicilian. So like... <laughs> like <laughs>
1: <laughs> how does I that like, work like, okay right? it was but, like when i went to the boss country in spain the, you know we're, oh we're yeah. driving through and they're they're that's, like there's i remember in the middle of like a, spain that's that's oh my god there was there were rioting and like political like we are an autonomous people and we speak our own language right. and you know i was like oh my god this is intense
0: yeah and 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 it's funny like you you started in spain and then like you ended up in italy um but I, I just having a conversation with you, I can see how like you 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 seem so voracious for knowledge and a thirst like it, it kept you going. Would you say like these
1: challenges? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, I guess you could you can call it part masochist as well too. You know, because a lot of people when I when I accepted the job, even you know, when I remember one of the GMs, kind of you know, in his Italian like flair with his suit, like, what are you thinking? You, do you know what you're in for? Like, did you think about this? And you know, he's like, because it it was such a massive undertaking. But again, I think that to me, it's 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 also kind of how my brain works. It's like, okay, I want to learn more, but I'm also here to try to make things better while I'm there. It's yeah. it's the challenges. It's yeah. it's what how our brains are kind of fashioned in vision, like. Model to be in service, you know. If the things service hospitality isn't about what goes right, it's about how you churn those things that don't go right, how you make them presentable. You know, um, Caitlin Toscano, uh, one of the owners from Dot Toscano. When I interviewed with her, we were walking to the space, and I'll never forget this because it's something I've always felt. She said, "You know, service is like like a duck or a swan. She's like, you know, you all you see is like." When they're on water and they're graceful, and you see them gliding and it's effortless, he said. But underneath their feet are like
0: going all crazy.
1: She's like, "That's what it is." Yeah. She's like, "And that's she's like, you know, that's happening. That's happening in your brain. That's happening in the back. That's happening here. What's broken? The air conditioner broke. We're running behind. They don't like their food." And she's like, "That's." But then it's how we glide on that one. I was just like, "Yes, that's it."
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, let's talk about. Da Toscana, because yeah. I, I think it's first of all, I did a little research, and like it's an interesting concept because like the the owners, like the chef, like he's lived in Guadalajara, so it's like it's like this Mexican infused
1: Italian thing going on. Yeah, there. It, it's it's definitely it's a story. Um, so Michael and Caitlin. Um, Interesting. One of the big things we had in common was we all worked at Italy. They oh, okay. Michael was the executive chef and she was the GM. She, she's she's a front of the house person, he's the back mm-hmm. of the house. They opened up Monzo at Italy Flatiron. Whenever Italy Flatiron, how long's it's been fifteen years, if not more. So they come with this New York pedigree. Um, you know, he worked at uh Babo, he was an executive sous chef there, then Monzo, and then um he got this opportunity at Perla, which is the space that Toscano was in. He partnered with Gabriel Stolman and he was the executive chef and a partner there. Um, you know, Perla kind of was like the it happening place in the in the village. You know, Pete Wells kind of acclaimed that Vitello Altonato as kind of like one of the best he's had, and it had that like vibe where it was like, they were blaring '90s hip hop, and it was like a cool spot.
0: <laughs> that was, that's a that's a theme amongst like a lot of the restauranteurs now. He's just like, yo, I grew up on '90s hip hop. We're playing hip hop,
1: <laughs> which I think is I, 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 I think I'm it's not mad at. Listen, right? you, I don't
0: know if you go back and watch the episode me and Robert Bohr. We had a whole thing about mid '90s hip hop was the go, was the golden era hip hop.
1: Yeah, there's nothing like it. There, no. To I, me, there's nothing like no,
0: it. No, there isn't. I mean, yeah. it, Robert pointed like, if you look at the albums that came out between, like, in 18 months and, like, between 93 and 95, it was fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know? So, Biggie, I mean. Biggie, you know, Nas came out early 93. Yeah. I mean, I Jay-Z. mean, Jay Z had albums. Um Tropical Tropical Quest. Had, I mean, I mean, everybody. De La Soul was still dropping out. People, and, and this is the thing, people, I mean, everybody was still making fucking albums. Brand Nubian. I mean, it was just. Yeah. Diamond D. I mean, here we go on another rant. Diamond D. Yeah, um, me too. Gangstar. Oh, my God. Guru. Fucking right? premiere. Premiere, Premier yeah. di- Rock Kim's album came out late 95. I mean, like, that Wu-Tang, premiere. Was Wu-Tang in that? Wu-Tang was in there. Of course yeah, Wu-Tang was in right? there. I mean, it was, like, ludicrous. Right? Anyway, so... it's No just pun great. intended. No, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> when I move, you move. <laughs> <laughs> Say what? Um... um but uh, it's so funny that they also say they had that '90s hip hop vibe, and then they got you in there, and like, and so you, you know, so like, so you're doing this thing, and tell me more about it.
1: Yeah. So I, I, but I wasn't a part of the more part, scene. Of, part of the scene. Yeah, yeah. But I remember like Pearl was like the spot. Right. You know, that, was a, that was that was that was the spot. Is the spot, and yeah, then he it. and Caitlyn were ha- They just had their, again, the theme of having children. Yeah. They had just had their second <laughs> child, and I think New York was. You know, she worked at Del Posto. She worked at uh, Per Se. I mean, she's incredible front of the house person and they just both kind of said you know what like we're kind of we're through with New York let's go you know raise the family and they moved to Charleston they opened up a really amazing place called Les Franfales. and you know they they're there they didn't never thought New York would be a th- uh, a thing right. so maybe go back a couple years ago he they would always come back to New York to visit he's walking through Brooklyn and sees the landlord of the of the building so Perla once Perla shut Um, she never rented it. She was very specific, never rented out. And she was approached by some big names and kind of, you know, shut some people down. She either liked the person or didn't like the concept or vice versa. And she always liked Michael. That's a nice
0: luxury. To have to have commercial and property. That's but, what I say too. I'm not renting to you. I don't like your concept. Like, right,
1: or I like you, but I don't like, like your food. food. Yeah, that's 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 cool.
0: I mean, I'm not mad her, but like, it's not my life.
1: Ha- hashtag goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hashtag
0: exactly. goals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hashtag real estate goals. I'm seriously mad. <laughs> right, but anyway, so right. so, but she didn't so. It's open.
1: It's open. It's been open for now, well, six years before Dot Toscano came back in. Five years easily. What? Yeah. Yeah, no, that long. That just goes to show you how she is, you know and how flush she is. Maybe <laughs> I and collect her rent for six years. But yeah, no and but, is that too? but but I, I love but see,
0: I do, there is something I really, really love about that. Like like the landlord doesn't want her name attached to some shit that's not dope. That's crazy, yes, right? I love that. I love that. Like love I, that. I I gotta I gotta say as yeah. I unpack that.
1: But you know, not not to not to pivot and get too off subject, but no. that's where I think everybody in the world needs to start to understand the value and the culture that restaurants can bring.
0: See now you're not pivoting, because that's what this show is about. Deep thinkers <laughs> of Vi- So yeah, no, yeah. I mean talk up speak about that.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I mean it's it's my heart is hurting right now for restaurants in New York City, primarily, um, you know, with this outdoor thing. And it, there's parts of it that, I, you know, there's there's there is some there's I don't even think there's sufficient data to make the decisions that have been made, but, you know, they were made. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like you know, as a restaurant, you follow the rules. Right. Some we're some of the cleanest people. I mean, you know, the letter grades, the A's and the B's you see. That's like we've been dealing with this since in a pre-COVID world. Right. You know we all wash we probably wash our hands and sanitize more we clean more we we've had to be diligent of those things since before this pandemic right so now here we are it kind of feels like we're we're being punished and at the end of the day, you know all of those people from the dishwasher to the porter to the front like we're responsible for their livelihoods and and not only that you've got you've got people who bring their talent and bring their heart. And, and some of the, you know, some of us are broken in this business and and we come here to be healed. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the, the word restaurant in in French means to restore, Mm. to heal, Mm. you know, we come as, as people that run them and own them to heal ourselves. And then the people that walk in every night that give us that time and that, you know, they're, they're looking for the same thing. So you have, you know, a restaurant that like adds to the culture and the life um, you know, builds communities. We are neighbors. We are all of those things. So I say that more for the small restaurants. It's 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 just to show you the weight and the value that they have. And I think it, I hope that if nothing else, we can all come out on the other side and understand, you know, what it takes to run a restaurant. Oh and, yeah, and, and the people behind them.
0: Yeah, no, I I, you know? I I agree with you. I I just got myself over-educated and over-leveraged. Um, <laughs> but, like, I love working in restaurants. Like, like I yeah. wish... I, I mean, it, it's nothing better than, like... You make people happy. Amen. Yeah. When they have a good meal and a good bottle of wine and you smile and you... It, like, people don't get, like... And like I said, the most intelligent people weren't the people I went to law school. It was, like, people I worked in restaurants, man. Yeah. And and my, my thing is... That pisses me off is... We talk the, the hypocrisy, I hate hypocrisy. Yeah. All right? We talk about entrepreneurship in this country. We talk about small business in this country. Why are you giving fucking KFC fucking ten million dollars? Yep. Right. What the fuck, man? Like, that's not nobody nobody's getting healed at KFC. Matter of fact, they're getting killed. <laughs> I hope I don't get sued, but like it's just like like it's like bad fucking food, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I eat that shit, but I'm just saying right. I'm not. But like that's not like it's not. And to your point, like so, there's a little restaurant in my town I live in right now. They they called and like um they called us me and my wife like a week ago like hey um we want your home address we're sending out holiday cards right like fucking wow. like 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 because like. We we you know, we 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 went there like we used to go there like once twice a month once a month at least. And it was B a Y O B a Y O B and I'd bring killer bottles because 'cause I'm a black wine guy. And I'm looking around and I live I live in this town. I live I live in an area that's bougie. Pretty, it's, it's bougie. It's, it's fucking no, it's not bougie, because there's not enough black people for it to bougie. It's fucking just affluent. And um look around I'm looking at everybody's bullshit bottles and shit. Like <laughs> right, little, right. literally, oh my God. Somebody had Whole Foods sells this bullshit called um, Three Wishes. Is two ninety nine. Oh man! Somebody brought a fucking two ninety nine bottle of wine Damn. to this, this restaurant. I was like, if I was if I was the waiter, I'd be like, you gotta get the fuck out. We need, that sounds we need.
1: like elevated three buck Chuck. Yeah,
0: it, it's not even elevated you know? three buck Chuck. It's like it's like <laughs> American wine. It doesn't even have a fucking appellation. It's American wine. <laughs> And then I look around and I'm like, oh, look at your little bottle of Josh, right? And I got some serious like sick shit and I'm like, what is yeah, this? Right? I'm like, you know. But anyway, but like I was like, "Oh my god. Like that wasn't a ploy like please come. Like we went and sat outside one night, they had the heaters, you know. We did we did take out. But that literally is like your wow. point of yeah. of being a hub of the community, right? And they're like, "Oh, these people love food and wine. We're going to send them hot like that." Like I was like, "Oh my god, that's incredible." Yeah, you know? Yeah. And you're right. And 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 so yeah, I mean something. Um, you know, Bobby Stuckey has been an incredible leader. Yeah. In this, in this, and he did a post day like they passed some bullshit. Not enough. Like the, you, you when you're talking about entrepreneurship, small business, it's restaurants is like eighty percent of that fucking yeah. It's it. Field. It's it. You, you kidding me? Yeah. I mean. Anyway,
1: and and yeah, the the education that comes, like like no offense, right? You're not saying KFC is not teaching me anything about. Right. But at the same time, you know, you're you're coming to a ex- place like Ida da to Toscano, and we're going to teach you about you know Michael's culinary uh, you know voyage, and you're going to learn about Italian wines, and maybe have some cool like you know French natural wines as well. And and that's that's what this is. And and enjoy yourself, and have a good time, and and be not pretentious about it, right? Because right. that's. That's always been, my, I hate, I hate the pretentiousness. Yeah, yeah, I hate it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Well, I do too. Yeah. And yet know. I play the games. I, I like to turn it on its head. It's fun. But I do hate it. I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, I my, my thing, like, if you look at my Instagram, like, I'll have, like, I had, oh, someone sent me some wine. Oh, my God. Don Pat's, Pat's and Hall sent me some wine. So the other day, like, I, I I'm. And I do research, but I just like, all right, having a burger. I'm having burgers. I want a cabernet. Nice, <laughs> so right. I'm this like, bottle ball cabernet. Like my brother-in-law, what are you drinking tonight? And I'm like, he's like, I'm, he's like, oh, how much that cost? I had to look it up. It was a fucking $175 bottle of wine with Oof. with a burger. Nice, right? That's how I like to do <laughs> That's it. Right. Like I don't even need the fancy meal. Just give me a great wine and a burger. <sighs> Man. I'm simple. Yeah, um, fried like, chicken
1: and grower champagne oh, is still I, I, my know, favorite you
0: know, pairing. I say, you know, get a bucket of KFC and yeah. some uh, <laughs> some Jackyson or some Pierre Peters. Oh man, you're now we're talking. No, actually, um, I fry better chicken than fucking KFC. Um, so that's not happening. I'm not KFC in years. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate that I like Chick Fil A because their political stance, but it's a damn yeah. good chicken sandwich.
1: Could you? I've never had their chicken. I've never <sighs> had their stuff. I know because it's I. I know I, you. You shouldn't. Right, but every, but everybody's kind of like, but but just just one day, it just is, go do it, it one is, day.
0: It is, it is a good sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about put your values to the yeah, side. Exactly. Just, one day. Yeah, just just just. It's chicken. The chicken ain't voting for nobody. <laughs> chicken is voting. Chicken's on the flavor ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's like eat me. Um, <laughs> tell me about so. This restaurant, so uh, very interesting. So they're they're in Char- Charleston, South yeah. Carolina, and space is open. They come back.
1: Yeah, space is open. They come back, and um, you know they never envisioned it. And and he's like, you know, we're, we're here to we're here to try to change the hospitality game. Um, You know, we want, you know, they they. You know, it, it's, it was kind of one of the most anticipated openings because he had he was there to have that. It's a comeback story. Like he was there as a partner chef, Perla, um, when it was like, you know, 90s hip hop blaring. And now here he is coming back years later, more grown up yeah. with, you know, second child married with one restaurant under his belt. So now he's like, you know. I want to create that same energy and vibe, but I want to do it in a more dull fashion. So, you know, they've got gorgeous artwork that hangs on the wall from uh, a guy named Isaac Mann, who was a server, Um, you know, all the like the the light fixtures, all these kind of beautiful little touches that kind of make it super unique. It's so crazy that
0: like when you're getting it, that's it, the touches, right? Like really, community. like he works in the community and this artist. So, yeah, I'm loving this.
1: Yeah, they brought, they all, the candles that were scented in the bathroom were from a place nearby them in Charleston that was a custom fragrance that we now have. And, you know, so there was a lot of kind of like Charleston accents, but still bringing that New York vibe. And the whole point, it was like, you know, we're going to create a white tablecloth, three Michelin star service, but have fun. You know, I, I still, to this day, I think that one of the best, and I think it captured us so well, we had a guest that wrote a review and said, you guys have managed to do fine dining and fun dining all in one. Mm. And that is like, that to me is, that's the, that's the space I, I want to be in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where we're, we're both are happening, I you know, we're elevated, we're, we're having an experience, but we're also going to have fun and enjoy ourselves. And because we also understand that, like, that's what this is all about, drinking wine and having, and dining, some of the most pleasurable things you can do all your life.
0: Uh, I, I two out say. of the top three. Yeah, you know. And <laughs> We all know what the third is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be. I didn't. I didn't create us. <laughs> yeah. I surrender to my nature. <laughs> um. So, like, but then, how do you go from like this, this, this girl from the DR living yeah. in Hoboken to fucking beverage director of the year?
1: You know, God is good. God is good. I, I say, I you know, the universe, I, I, I work hard. Um, You know, I've, I've been doing this for some time. You know, I think there's a lot of people who may say like, you know, oh, she just got here, you know, and, and like, you know, our friend Lee Campbell, and yeah. uh, she said, you know, you've been doing this for quite some time and people now are finally getting to know who you are. And that's what this is presented. And I, and I, and I think that what, you know, the writers of Esquire, one of the guys who wrote was responsible for the article, had a podcast. And he was saying how Da Toscano, he came to us in July to dine. He had had reservations because we opened February 6th.
0: Yeah, I know. And then the
1: world changed. I know. You know, six, five to six weeks after that. And and he was, you know, he was, we were on his list and on his radar. And he's like, you know, I had, he had reservations like March 17th. So lo and behold, that never happened. So here he is, his first dining experience out. He lives uh, up in, you know, Hudson Valley. And, you know, jazz music is playing. He brings his daughter who's going off to school. They have this dinner and, you know, he's got, you know, Michael coming to the table to talk about his food journey and like things like a porchetta Cubano and the pasta and, and, you know, why he's incorporating these flavors. You know, I'm coming in to pair wines with this moment. And he's just like, you know, I know that the restaurant's not perfect, like none of them are, but there's so much heart there. And that to me that there's just no other way to do this for me, you know. So mm. that's it. You got it. You bring the heart. We, you know, the purpose, the why, like why, you know, why do we wake up and do this every day?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And I, I remember when I had my first wine job in California in Montecito, that's where Oprah lives. In case y'all oh. don't know.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. She Thank was not live there then, but mm-hmm.
0: I still live there when she was there. But like my <laughs> boss told me, he's like, people don't buy from... The company they buy from you, yeah, right. So it's you, right? Like it's like, how do you make people feel, right? This is Maya Angelou. People won't remember what you said; they remember how you make you feel, yeah, right. So obviously, <clears throat> this guy's life doesn't suck because he lives in the Hudson Valley and he's coming down. With his daughter's going off to college, <laughs> probably to Ivy League, and like, but you yeah. made him feel something,
1: yeah. That's that's pretty dope. Yeah. So um, you know, and, that, and that's it. It doesn't. It's it's. I, you know, there, there's still parts of me that, have, you know, to embrace this whole beverage director of the year thing. It's huge. It's like, oh my god, this is like incredible. Like, yeah, that's whoa, like that's like big deal? The
0: Sexiest person year. Like you think of like the list, right? Like the sexiest person year, number one wine of the year. Like yeah. it's it's like it's like it's like I, I mean, it's like
1: the the MVP of the league. I mean, it's it, like it, it's you're at the top of your field. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's times like as myself, as, a, you know, I, I'm, no one's going to be harder on me than me. And, but it's also why I'm here, you know, right. it's also why I'm, I, am i am literally sitting here right now. Cause it's, you know, just, I will always push myself and always be up for the challenge. And it's like, oh my God, my wine list doesn't have this. And i you know, I'll pick things apart, but it's the beverage director. It's the story. It's, you know, I, I've always said part of our major part of our hospitality, uh, you know, in our resume is, is the storyteller. Mm -hmm. I'm a storyteller. I'm a translator. Like this, that it came in the bottle is 2014 Chinon. You know, I'm here to translate that, that year, that vintage. What does it taste like? What was happening? What were you feeling? What is pairing with? You know that that's that's what we're here to do. It's to to translate these stories and 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 communicate them to someone. And if that means we have to, you know, use the 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 fancy, you know, flinty minerality and least contact and batonage and you know, we do it. That some people want that, and some people also want to say, you know what, this is amazing, and you're going to love it with this plate of you know uh, burnt eggplant that we have here with figs and pickled habanada peppers, and that some people want that.
0: Yeah, and I, I find a lot more people on me just say, oh man, that shit was fucking delicious. Buy it.
1: And then there's, I, don't,
0: I mean, like, I could be like, <laughs> oh my God, it's got macerated Macedonian black cherry and what? Peruvian liquor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it could have all that. Yeah.
0: And I, I do that from time to time, but most of the time I'm like, oh, fucking ridiculous. Amounts yeah. of fruit, gobs of fruit, but then it's harsh, cuts across palate. And you're right. And and knowing how to do that deftly and appropriately, I really love what you said, like you, you took fine dining and fun dining and just like, that person who said that, like, just there is like, that's the perfect Venn diagram mm. of, of a meal, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. fun, fine. You yeah, know? Right. Um, I mean, w- w- I don't know if you can do any better than that. So I don't, I really yeah, don't.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, I agree. I so, I've asked this question of a few people and, 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 and you Psalms are a tough crowd because you're such storytellers, but like, if you had to, if you had to name a bottle of wine, like just what bottle of wine like rocked your world that, that you're like, holy shit, this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm all in with this wine thing. What, what wine would that be?
1: That kind of started me on my journey. Yeah, I would say like, again, I said if there was a few bottles, but I would say I had a, a Santa Million when I was again in that, in that you know, mm-hmm. world of, of mm-hmm. private events and mm-hmm. catering, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that also now that I think about it, it's making, made my story unique because so many people have those things happening to them in restaurants or, Oh, I staged here. or I, you know, I, I was a server back waiter here. and I started as a bus boy and I, you know, there was, there was burgundy left in the glass. Exactly. And I, you know,
0: and I'm like married to Glenn. I am like, Oh, <laughs> this like, oh, is so good. Yeah, no,
1: exactly.
0: Right. You
1: know, <laughs> But, but here I am. I'm having because we're 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 tending to people who come from a certain you know status in life yeah. that they're able to collect, and yeah. you know there's there's something even more precious about that that it's like you know this guy's like cracking open you know uh first growth bordeaux at a, at his dinner party, and it's just like here, have some, and I remember just being in his what uh, was
0: this cent meal
1: i don't that's the thing I don't remember the producer i I consider and probably describe the bottle to you in the moment i i I can tell you. That it was a cold wintry night in January. Okay. It was a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I was on Hudson Street in Hoboken. It was seventeen years ago around the um island in the kitchen because, you know, they had the downstairs room, was like their um This is
0: before island was before HGTV was all popular and everybody had need to have like this is like you need to get the island came from like wealthy people had
1: islands for decades decades right because that's how the houses were constructed <laughs> exactly you know and Hoboken has that Hudson Street which is all these yep. historic homes yep. so the basement door you know the, the level is like I think like the nanny this was her like her area right. where she lived right so we're there because that's the like our ma- staging the area the
0: maid or nanny's quarters quarters yeah. right yes,
1: exactly yes. so we're, we're there you know tasting this you know Saint-Emilion that he was just like you know he was just he's proud of his collection he was just like good job guys you know have some of this, and you know he's telling. And I'm just like, oh my god! I smell, you know, like pencil shavings, and wow, like my mouth is watering, and but it's like really dry, and you know, I could sit here and tell you, like it was probably ten o'clock at night, mm-hmm. like I can tell you everything that happened, but the producer, it, it slips me. But but that's good. the power of wine. Well, that is the that's that they transports us, and the power of a, of a meal or, or yes. wine, it, it transports us.
0: Yes, it does. It does transport us. Well, there you have it, Um, everybody. You just need to have a bottle of saint around the island in some rich person's house (laughs) on the Hudson River looking at Manhattan. And you can come beverage director of the year. So it's probably not going to happen for most of you. But still, this was a lot of fun. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. This I, I mean, we were out of time. But you know what? Anybody who's on season one is a friend of the show and it's going to be back on. So we can't wait to hear what you're up to. Madeline, how can people find you?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a little Instagram. I'm still building the Instagram that's, thing.
0: Yeah, but listen, say where you are. Because like, that's yeah. where my people on Instagram, they're going to follow you. You're going to get like... You're get like, you're get like you're I love follow,
1: it. Yeah. Psalm 3M, Of you know, looking looking to build a better handle. And uh, <laughs> that's it. You know, that that's all I got for you.
0: So... Guys, until the next time, until next season, this is a cheers to the Mavericks, the philosophers, the deep thinkers, and of course, the wine drinkers. Shaboy MJ, thanks for listening. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something. You had some fun while you were here. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you want to be an insider and get special content, make sure you go over to blackwineguy.com and get on our email list. We want to thank our supporter, the Conaway Fund, a component of the Prosperity Foundation, which supports cultural and heritage events, scholarships, mentoring programs, and more. Go to theconawayfund.org and see how you can donate and make a difference in underserved communities.